0: people, and welcome back to a Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be listening to Travis and David, the host of Café con Leche Travels, a traveling channel on YouTube. They talk to us about what it's like to be an interracial gay couple in Mexico, why they decided during COVID to leave Los Angeles, also some tips on how to start a YouTube channel about living abroad, and finally what they each want from this living abroad experience hope you enjoy this is a living color abroad all right welcome to in living color abroad travis and david how are you guys doing
1: good good we are so glad to be here yes
0: thank you you for having us no anytime i had to have you once i saw some of your videos very funny content i love the way that is edited and it seems very authentic and i love the name number one that that's what really got me cafe con leche i love cafe con leche so the fact that that was the name of your channel and your page i'm like i gotta hit these guys up see what they're about so let's get right to it please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself please
1: my name is David. I am originally from Kansas City and then I moved to Los Angeles to pursue uh, music full time and ended up in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks to
2: COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Travis. I'm, I'm the Leche, obviously. Um, and I was in Los Angeles writing uh, and doing stand-up and that's where David and I met. And then COVID prompted us to move uh, down to Mexico and we've been traveling around for the last year
0: wow okay so let's start from that i love already where this is going so you have a music i'm a musician as well i'm a music teacher um so you have a musician oh, awesome. yeah you have a musician and a stand-up comedian i love stand-up comedy this is great so how did you guys meet
1: <laughs> we met on tinder <laughs> oh okay okay okay
0: tinder.com that's the way to do it you guys should hit them up every time i i meet someone that's that uh meets from tinder i'm like you gotta hit up tinder and do a commercial get some money
1: While you're at it. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody's like, I never hear of success stories, so that's really cool.
0: Right, right. Especially
1: if you're
2: listening, we will take your money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, Tinder, you heard it here first, Tinder. But, all right, so you guys met on Tinder, hit it off, and then COVID happens. And I feel that in talking to, again, anecdotal evidence here, but maybe you guys tell me about your situation, is that because COVID happened, obviously we got locked down, right, and all over the world. And I feel like relationships, the bonds were much stronger. Is that Was that, was that the case with you guys?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely, I've definitely seen COVID, like, make or break couples. Um, <laughs> and it was interesting because David had been touring uh, a lot the previous year, year and a half. So it could have gone either way, honestly. But <laughs> <laughs> and we were, I mean, we were in, like, a tiny one-bedroom in North Hollywood. Um, um and yeah, I mean, we loved spending time together and hanging out. And uh, moving to Mexico was really just like we were paying a bunch of money for a small one bedroom in North Hollywood, and we're like, we could probably cut this in half <laughs> and do do everything that we're doing from the living. You know, we were everything was online, and so we're like, we don't have to like actually be here. So let's not.
0: Yes. Right, right. That's so wild. That's so wild. Okay, so take us to that moment when you guys, you mentioned a little bit of, about it. Who had the idea first to be like, we should move?
1: <laughs> it was actually me. David, I, I mean, and there was there was a lot, you know, during that time, it wasn't just COVID. There was a lot of other things kind of going on as far as the George Floyd stuff and mm-hmm. uh, the administration that was in. And it was all kind of coming to this, like, boiling point for me where I was like, I just need to go and leave for I don't know how long. <laughs> so he went on a run. And when he came home, I was like, we're leaving. <laughs> he was like, where we go, man? And I was like, Mexico is the only place we can go right now, so let's figure it out. And we were gone in maybe less than 30 days. It was wild. From the time we
2: were like, yeah, we should do this, to like literally getting on a plane. Yeah, it was like a month.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, Travis, take us through what was going through your mind after you did your run and you hear these news that you guys are
2: leaving. (laughs) I mean, what's funny is like I had lived abroad before. I actually went to to, school. college in France and then I lived in South Korea and China Um, so I had been abroad a bunch and David had like toured abroad but had never lived there Mm. or lived outside of the Bates Um, so I was like yes I am (laughs) totally down but I wanted to make sure that like he would be you know like that it was that he was really going to like it. And I was like, it's hard. You know, it's not everything. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. Like, it's fun. And then you're homesick and tired and hungry and can't figure out where the bathroom is, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, I mean, I was, I was on board from the jump. And the more we started looking into, like, what life was like as uh, Digital Nomads in Mexico, we're, we're totally on board.
0: Right, so I mean, take us through what what was that like for you and your work as far as uh, doing it digitally? What does that look like for a musician and a standup comedian?
1: <laughs> well, it, it's weird because I feel like no one really thought about music um, long term, you know, in a in a digital way until it happened. So people were just kind of like figuring it out. Right. So everything was online. So you there were concerts online. There were sessions are were online. So once I saw that that was kind of this regular thing that was happening, I was just like, oh, I have a set, a little setup, a little studio setup already at home, so I can do that any, literally anywhere. And it, it it worked out that way.
2: Oh, yeah. For stand-up, I mean, obviously, there were a bunch of stand-up shows online, um, and a lot of the in-person stuff has come back. But I haven't, <laughs> um, and so my job has been uh, really, or my creativity has been funneled into our channel, which we launched like kind of as a joke. I love that you're that you like our name because it was <laughs> fully started as like we. What if we call ourselves chemical Nature? That would be so stupid. <laughs> and. And then we, like, couldn't think of a
1: better name, really. Yeah, I was not on board at first. I was just like, people are going to be offended. Yeah, I was like, is this offensive? This feels offensive.
0: <laughs> right, culture yeah. appropriation.
2: <laughs> yeah, in all of the ways. We're offending every, everyone.
0: No, I, I um, think, I, I mean, I, as, a, as a Latino, um, I can tell you, I was not offended by it. I thought it was, uh, okay, yeah. was funny. I mean, obviously, you guys are interracial. I'm like, yeah, that is Café Con Leche. And I think based on the videos and those that are listening should check it out. You can see the authenticity of what you're doing. It's not portraying something. You're not trying to be something that you're not, basically. So I think if it was portraying something that it was not, I wouldn't have contacted you.
2: (laughs) So if if that means
0: anything, if that's any consolation... (laughs)
2: No, it does. The best is telling people like when we meet people out or, you know, we're talking to business owners or whatever. And they're like, oh, what's your channel? And like Cafe Con Leche. And they, they kind of look at us and then I point like to David and like <laughs> cafe and make And like the, that is my favorite moment. Everybody is watching, laugh. watching people talk <laughs> in real time is hilarious. Yeah, me.
0: no, that's, that's that's great. That's great. OK, so then you decided to move to Mexico. And where in Mexico did you first move to?
1: We moved to Merida, where we actually still reside now. Oh,
0: okay. Um, and where is Merida? Live-
1: Merida is in the Yucatan, um, right kind of near Cancun, about a couple hours outside of Cancun. Okay. And when It's we- the capital of the state
2: of the Yucatan. Huh? Um, and then we chose Merida because it had, um, well because it had frankly a bunch of black expats who were making youtube videos talking about their life yeah and that was really something that david was looking for um and just to like it was cool to see experiences that that mirrored his own
0: yeah i mean that's i think that's obviously very important right you got to see you got to see yourself in others right when especially making a move like moving abroad and uh, for david yeah. and i maybe you and i relate to this david Uh, I got a job offer to go to Costa Rica, but at the job fair, there weren't many people that looked like me. So I was like, this is interesting. And even as an expat here in Costa Rica, there are not many expats that are people of color. So that's, uh, an interesting thing and why I wanted both of you to be on because you have this kind of, uh, this dynamic, right? Being an interracial gay couple. Now let's talk a little bit about that. So what is that experience like, right? Being one, right? Interracial, where that might not be openly accepted in many different places, and then being a gay couple. So, take us through that at what that might look like in uh, California versus what that looks like in Merida in Mexico.
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because Los Angeles is already very liberal and there's all types of different people there already, Mm -hmm. but it's, I mean, it's only, (laughs) it's only really in LA and then outside it's kind of like more rural areas. So it's kind of, you know, very conservative. We would not, you know, find a home outside of LA. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm originally from Kansas City, which is, you know, in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. So there's a really different dynamic from somewhere like LA where, you, you know, I've gotten name called. I mean, even just outside of being gay, being a person of color, name called, uh, all the things that you can list as far as that. Um, so feeling that, you know, majority of your life, you kind of like, become numb to it because it is all around you all the time. And then when you come to a place like Mexico, it's it's like this huge fresh air feeling of just like, no one really cares what you're doing. Everyone kind of just is like live and let live. Um, And they really, we've really felt welcome to just experience and uh, find what we can in the culture and in the community of people that live in Mexico. Yeah, we've got a lot of questions from other LGBT travelers.
2: You know, what's it like? Because that's an, that's definitely something we have to think about is our safety as gay travelers. Um, and we're super privileged that, you know, we have resources and that we're both men and that we both are like bigger men who aren't, you know, going to feel as as threatened safety wise as some other people um, but we definitely did our research looking at merida and what we found and mexico in general um, and what we found was it was like tr- truly a non-issue um, and i think and i know that that's partially because we're foreign right you know it, the issue comes from when you have family when you are mexican that we, we in no way think we'd be as accepted and you know mm-hmm. have the reaction because we're definitely like immune to a lot of it because we're foreigners, you know, um, but even just like walking around in every city that we've been to. We've been to a lot of the big cities. We see so many queer couples like just out and PDAing and loving life
1: and not blinking. <laughs> just like makes us so happy every single time (laughs) yeah and being a a couple of uh interracial couple we're already in a place where the color being a a person of color is the minor or the majority so you don't feel as 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 weird about it and it doesn't feel as awkward or off-putting to people because i mean people see color every day (laughs) right That's, that's so, I mean,
0: that's, that's that's very interesting. I think there's a lot of layers to that, right? Because you mentioned the aspect that if you were Mexican or were local, it might not be the same thing. And I wonder, and obviously I'll have to, we have to do our own research, but anecdotally talking to people there or other places, Latin America, is it because they might view foreigners as an investment into Mexico, right? Like, all right, these people are spending their money here. This is good for us. Or is it just because, yeah, like you said, we just don't, we don't care. (laughs) We don't think about it. It's just they're here. You know, they're they're not from here. They're just here for whether it's a short amount of time or a long time. And we're accepting of anyone that wants to come here. You know, um, I I think it's very, and being a Latino, I think about this a lot. (laughs) I think it's very interesting, the dynamics of how they might view a foreigner versus, like you said, if someone in their own family, right? Or just someone that's from the culture itself. I think it's very very interesting, and I would love to do more research on that.
2: <laughs> well, what, yeah, totally. I mean, from the little that we've seen and like talked to Mexican friends and people that we know that are local. They, what they've told us is like, yeah, we just truly don't care. <laughs> like, as long as you're nice and kind, like we're not, um, you know, no one's passing judgment on like your life and, and because also you're not our family, so it's, it really doesn't <laughs> affect us. Um, but then the the other thing is like all the couple, not all, so many of the couples we've seen aren't foreigners. Like they're m- mostly Mexican couples. Yeah, and that amazing. is like, I it, it just like want to like cheer every time, but then I'm like, don't make a scene. <laughs> Don't, don't be the one that makes this like <laughs> you know call attention to it but um but it on it that honestly surprised me because I had this notion that it was a super conservative you know Catholic mm-hmm. uh, culture which it definitely is and can be but I think that there's a growing sense um, of like acceptance with some LGBT I, I would say LGB issues. I don't know about the T issues, but <laughs> got it. Understood. Understood.
0: I mean, that, I mean that's a beautiful thing. I mean, if only the whole world was live and let live, right? I think the world would be a better mm-hmm. place. <laughs> but all right, yeah. let, let, let's let's keep it going. So you've been there two years. Uh, we just crossed one year. Oh, one year. Okay, got it. Got it. One yeah. year. So how would you describe your first thirty days? in Mexico to now you have a year under your belt. What are the biggest differences you've noticed?
1: I felt like I was like a kid in a candy store because <laughs> everything was so new to me. I had never been in Mexico before. I had only seen seen it in movies, which is to me really sad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything was new. Everything was like, oh my gosh, this is not what I knew or saw. This is like totally different. And, yeah, everything just was blowing my mind left and right. (laughs) Versus now, what's your year now? Now, I mean, I still sort of feel that way, especially because we continue to travel and see different parts of Mexico. Yeah, the the culture is just so rich. And it's just funny because it's like right from the States, it's like right out our back door. So uh, you don't have to travel to Europe, you know, to get Mm -hmm. culture. You You can go... You know, right down to Mexico, and it's just so much is already there. Mm. Yeah, I would say that was my biggest, my biggest learning because
2: I had, our biggest change, I guess, because I had spent so much of like my teens and 20s and early 30s going far, far away for <laughs> culture and experiences. And I'm like, what? This was under me the whole time. I could <laughs> just take a two hour flight? Are you kidding? Because <laughs> some of the places we've been are just mind blowingly beautiful and, yeah. And my other biggest, like, just I couldn't and still can't get over is how kind and generous and warm and welcoming 99.9% of the, the Mexican people we've interacted with have been, like... Uh, it has made me reevaluate like how I interact with strangers because I'm mm. like, you are so much better than this is so like this is how everyone should be treating each other. Um, because when we first came, it was just like people would cross the street to like ask us if we needed help to find the tour or, like, the grocery store or just, are you enjoying my city? And I was like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you! I'm coming from, like, I lived in New York and L.A. in the States, and, like, you know, you don't make eye contact with strangers. Mm, Like, it's just, like, you don't... And if someone crosses the street to talk to you, you like run the other way. You know, like it's not something that's like. <laughs> what you
0: looking at? Uh, I'm from New York, so I know yeah, what you're exactly. talking about. Exactly,
2: <laughs> it's aggressive, and I'm like, "What are you scamming me for?" You know, like where? What's the catch? And I really had to unlearn oh, so much of that, and just be like, "Oh, kindness!
1: Right.
2: <laughs> oh, you're just like a genuinely kind person. <laughs> I am garbage, and I'm gonna go home and think about all of my choices." Right. Um, and so that's just been continued to be be our my our experience. Yeah. yeah.
0: You said something really interesting there, Travis. You mentioned how it made you reflect on the way you treat others, and I think that's one thing that we all, I think, you know, because when we move abroad a lot of the times, usually, you know, expats, especially American expats, they're going into a position usually of privilege, right? Where, especially I can speak for myself, I'm making a certain salary that's above the local salary, right, because that's how they attract (laughs) uh, certain expats. So there's privilege attached to that, even though, right, like I'm still a minority within the expat community, I'm still, you know, at a higher pay scale than the locals here. So because of that, the certain privilege that I need to check within myself and like you said, people here in Costa Rica, like you said, in Mexico, they're very friendly people. And yet, I probably don't think enough about how I can be more friendly to them. It's more like, thank you thank you for being friendly, but I'm not reflecting on weight. So what does that mean for me and the way I treat other people? And I think for anyone <laughs> listening, that's probably the biggest aspect. And I'm glad you hit it on it, Travis, because it made me think about my own self. Is that we as, as foreigners, expats, whatever you want to call us, they're going to be there a short time, but a fun time that we pay that forward. That when we're in these communities mm-hmm. that people are treating us with such respect and genuine concern and want us to have a good time, that we're giving that right back to them. Not just being grateful for it, but then showing them to them back. And I think that would change the relationships that that uh, locals have with foreigners that do come into the country. Because a lot of the times, as you guys probably know this, you can be caught in an expat bubble. And there's that mm-hmm. huge gap and divide even though these Communities probably would like each other. They spoke to each other more, but it doesn't happen enough. And I think if we did that more, it would be a much, uh, it would be more cohesion, more just uh, harmony, for lack of a better term, musician in me, uh, between, <laughs> between, you know, uh, expats and locals. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Travis. I'm definitely going to keep that a note of that. Think about how we treat others when we receive that uh, genuine care and attention from, the lo- from people in the local community. Great point. All right. So, now let's go into your channel, obviously, which is about Café Con Leche Travels. So, who was, whose idea was it? So, first, David says it was his idea to move. So, whose idea was it for the channel?
1: It was definitely Travis, <laughs> Because <laughs> I was just thinking, like, oh, I'm going to go be free and, like, just go be. And he was like, we did document this. And I was like, mm, okay, but... Travis is really good at, like, when he has an idea, he, like, sees it all the way through. So I knew once he was like, we're going to do this, that meant it was going to be, like, for real. (laughs) And it has been ever since we started it.
2: And it came from, like, I mean, when we were doing our, like, research of where to go and how to go, we turned to YouTube and we're seeing all these people living their best lives. And I was like, wait, wait. And they're like, they're, they can support them. Some of these people can support themselves just by making videos. Like, I love making videos. <laughs> like, I can do. It's like everything that I do or try to do is from that, like, ridiculously arrogant, like, I can do that, too, you know? Right. Um, and then I learned, like, oh, this is a lot harder than, <laughs> than just saying. But yeah, no, it was my idea.
0: Got it, Guilty. and, and yeah. I trust me. I, I give you a lot of props because when I first moved here, I also thought about how do I document this, and I was going between a podcast and a vlog. You know, like doing videos, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'll do, I'll do both. And then once I did one video, so one video on vlogging, I'm like, I ain't doing this. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> this ain't for me. I'm gonna stick to podcasting. I think I made the right choice, but <laughs> so yeah, it
2: is a- good work.
0: Yeah, so talk about that work though. Like for people that are listening that, that are probably living abroad, a lot of people living abroad listen to this podcast, and people that are not and are considering it, what what is what tips would you give them about how to start an actual YouTube channel about documenting their experiences? What would you say to them?
2: Um, well, no, that is a lot of work, but if you like making videos, obviously specifically for YouTube, like I, I've always made videos I've always liked shooting videos I've always liked showing people what you know things that I find interesting finding fun angles I like editing um so if that's in your wheelhouse and you enjoy it then like go nuts and and my advice would be to know that or to do it E- regardless of whether or not anyone is watching it, like if you have fun making it, then that's the only reason you should do it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because no one's gonna watch it in the beginning, and because they're probably gonna be not great videos, and because you're gonna learn stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. um So, we like, I, you know, jokingly was like, I can do this too, we can make a living from it. But, like, really in my head, I was like, I don't know, like, Worst case scenario, we have videos of us moving to Mexico. That'll be fun. And like that, I enjoy spending time editing videos and making videos and finding music and all that stuff is things that I, I enjoy doing for hours. Um, so I was like, you know, worst case, this doesn't work out. Then we just have fun footage of us moving to Mexico. All right. Um, <laughs> so the the like working out is just like, in, in, you know, doing something that I enjoy for hours a day (laughs) basically like it's already worked out regardless of whether or not anyone's been watching it right but people did so that was that was a pleasant surprise
0: yeah (laughs) what's the process like for you david being a part of these videos
1: i mean honestly i mainly just show up (laughs) (laughs) because i don't know anything about editing or anything i do help film some but other than that i don't (laughs) really know much travis
0: is like look cute look cute (laughs)
1: Basically. Well, and he's like, what are we doing? I was not on on board at the beginning. So if you watch like our first video, I'm like barely talking (laughs) or like very quiet because I just, I didn't see myself as this kind of personality that people just want to watch me live my life. (laughs) So it just didn't compute in my brain. And uh, I've done a, 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 you know, I see it differently now, but uh, yeah. So I feel like now still, though, I still just kind of show up and take direction from whatever he needs. <laughs> well, I think, too, like, the, the, another thing that that made
2: me excited to make this content is, like, I wasn't just, like, I want to show us, like, drinking coffee and, like, You know, going to the beach like that wasn't my intention. My intention was to show other interracial, maybe queer couples, people who haven't lived outside the States like David, what it is like, actually, and like provide helpful content. And I'm glad that like a lot of the feedback that we get is thank you so much. This really helped me do X, Y and Z. And that is been that's been the most gratifying. Like, yeah, I'm excited people are watching, but I'm more excited people are like actually getting useful information. So I'm very like we're very intentional about the stuff we make, what we say. Like, I'm not just gonna say something that I think might be true, you know? Like, right. I'm uh, very cautious about. I don't want to be wrong on the
1: internet, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we don't <laughs> want to sound like experts to of a of a place we've never been. Yeah, we just, just want to show our point of view from how we're experiencing it, but not that we're expet, or experts of Mexico. Yeah, right,
0: right.
1: And another cool thing that we've been able to do, which has been
2: super intentional from the beginning, is really show local businesses and people who have helped us in some way or some way to give back. Like, I didn't want to just come and take. Uh, and so if you notice on our channel, we highlight a lot of the place that we go to Airbnbs we stay at, but then like local services that we use restaurants that we go to, uh, whatever local businesses, uh, and really try to interview people and talk to them and then like send traffic their way, send, send people their way and hopefully money their way. Um, and that's been really cool to be able to do, uh, and, and and people take our recommendations, which is awesome to hear. And the businesses that we've helped support have said, like, we've gotten, you know, so many people from this. Thank you so much. And that just, like, warms my soul. Yeah, no, that's,
0: that's all really great. I, and again, you mentioned something about Especially people listening that might want to podcast, or you said vlog or they don't think it's for them, it's really about it's it's a it's a selfish thing, honestly, because it's about you. That's where it should come from first. It's about you and you expressing yourself through this medium, right? Whether it is vlogging, whether it is podcasting. And then like you said, the gratifying part is when someone actually takes something from that. Whether it's one, a yeah. hundred, a thousand, a hundred thousand. Like, same thing for me. Like, to me, it's of course, it would be awesome if my podcast was more popular than Joe Rogan's podcast, but (laughs) I do take (laughs) gratification in the fact that there are people that are listening, right? So I'm making this for people that are listening, and whether it takes something from... Or not, obviously, it is of some value to these individuals. And the same way your channel is obviously of, of value to many different people. And the biggest thing, obviously, that we have in common is the exposure piece, right? For people that are gay, that are interracial, for people of color listening to this podcast, we want to expose what is like and to show that it's actually possible, right? It's not from, you know, we're just thinking about it in our heads. We're actually doing it. And look at how we do it. And maybe you could learn something or get something from how we do it and give you courage to do it as well. Cause like Travis said and you said, David, it's hard to live abroad. It's not an easy thing at all. It's not all roses, right? And you know, I edit this podcast to be pristine. I'm sure you edit your videos, but there's a lot of messiness in that as well. And you probably show that too, I'm sure. <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of messiness in living abroad. And that's to me is the authenticity that I think is great about your your channel. And I hope that my channel has is the fact that it's about documenting the actual lived experiences of these individuals. So I think you guys do that, uh, do a, a good service to that. So I'm glad to say, people, definitely check out Café Con Le- Leche Travels. All right, we're reaching the last segment of the podcast. Unfortunately, I could talk to you for longer, but I know you guys are busy. So. <laughs> all right, so there's going to be lightning round questions, all right? Any of you can answer. Actually, it's going to be, both of you will answer. <laughs> I want to see the differences. Okay. It's going to be like a date, like a dating component. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Lightning round. Here we go. You ready? Yes. All right. Here we go. (laughs) All right. First one goes to David. David, what would you say has been the most noticeable difference in Travis
1: from Hollywood to Mexico? Wow. So (laughs) I feel like Travis was someone who worried a lot about things when we lived in L.A., and I see that coming to a place like Mexico has kind of... I mean, there's obviously things to worry about, but I feel like there's a lot of freedom in him kind of allowing things to kind of flow a lot more um, in life in general. Um, I've seen a big change in that.
0: Mm. How
1: about for you, Travis and David?
2: Um... I love. I'm just sorry. I'm like basking in like. <laughs> yes, I'm not a neurotic mess anymore. I'm doing it um, for David. I think feeling comfortable in his own skin. Uh, he's like really, really like relaxed into himself and like found joy in himself that I don't think was there or was that he wasn't able to like fully access in in the states and and specifically in LA. Mm. And it's been awesome to watch.
0: All right, uh, now we're going a little bit negative, but still fun. Uh, <laughs> da- David, what is now your we break up? <laughs> David, what is your biggest pet peeve about Travis in his living abroad experience?
1: <laughs> oh, about living abroad? Yes. Hmm. Wow, let me think about that. <laughs> I just don't have any, you know. Oh, please!
2: <laughs> Gross. You're like, which one do I say? <laughs> There's so
1: many. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I feel like it's more to do with like filming. He'll have an idea. He'll have an idea about like what I should say and how I should say it. <laughs> and then when I say it, he's like, "You didn't say it right." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you say it then." <laughs> That's the best.
0: That's pretty The bad. Best That's is,
2: funny. Sorry to pause the lightning round, but we were filming in, where, Queretaro? In one city, and we were just, like, on the street talking, and I was like, say about the vegan, because we're plant-based, and I was like, say about the vegan place that we went to, and he was like, something, something, like, we love meat. He kept saying, like, meat over and over again, and I was like, no, we can't, say, it's not, and he was like, you say it, and we were like, not in a full-blown fight, but like, right. it, was, it wasn't like our proudest moment of a couple, <laughs> and we got, and then another couple, like, walked up on the sidewalk, and we we're like, oh, my God. Cafe called and we were like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't just yelling at each other, we're totally in love. That it's is
0: hilarious. Away. The fact that somebody recognized you is so amazing in that moment.
2: <laughs> I know, I was like, Jesus, I was full um, now. yeah. All it right, was Travis, get,
0: get your revenge, Travis, on David. Now,
2: <laughs> I know, right? No, I think, um, David in general is like super like chill and so low maintenance all of the time. And so it's, if anything, it's just like decision-making where it's like, should we go here or here? And he's like, well, we could go either place. And I'm like, <laughs> I know we could go either place. That's, that's, oh, I'm aware of that. But where <laughs> should we go? Um, but he's gotten actually better. About I'm that a little ago. bit more assertive. Yeah. <laughs> Decisive. I'm
0: glad I, I didn't break you guys up on that on that, on that portion. I'm glad you guys still together. After. <laughs>
2: yeah, we're well aware of our plans. Do you how much time we spend together? A full year and
0: a half. That's awesome. All right, next lightning round question. David, what is your, what is your favorite place in Mexico? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got a better idea, a better idea. They're audible, calling it audible. When I count to three, both of you are going to say your favorite place at the same time. All right. Okay, All right. hold on. Wait.
1: Let me think. Right. About... I'm gonna give
0: you five seconds to think. Five seconds to think. Okay,
2: oh. I know
0: mine. All right, get ready. I'm, when I count to three, one, two, three.
1: Guadalajara.
0: I Guadalajara. going <laughs> All right, so I heard Guadalajara from uh, David and Travis. Mexico City. All right, David, why yeah. Guadalajara? Um.
1: I don't. It was kind of you know how when you go to a place you have like that instant gut feeling like this is it. Mm -hmm. I had that immediately, and I was beaming the entire time we were there. And I mean, and it's it's a city just like Mexico City is a city, but there was something about just the feeling and the vibe and the people I just really gelled with. It was very. It had this art feel to it, like immediately, and I just really connected with that. Mm -hmm. So I would go back there. At any moment, yeah, Travis. I almost said Guadalajara, (laughs) that's always our battle.
2: It's my battle between Guadalajara and Mexico City. Um, but I love Mexico City, the vastness of it is just like mind blowing to me how big it is, how many people there are, how like busy it is. Um, and we had some of the best food we've ever had in our lives in Mexico City, yeah, it's true.
0: Mm, Awesome, awesome. All right, and this is going to be the final, final. Actually, no. I lied. Another Audible, because I love the way you guys answer that one. On a count of okay. three, you're gonna tell me your favorite Mexican dish. It's gonna be a tough one, or maybe it might be an easy oh. one.
2: Oh God! Okay. <laughs> Wait, do you? Yep. Yeah. Travis, you ready? Um. Ooh. Okay. I mean, it's hard.
0: Are right, you guys ready? Yeah. Here we go. Count to three. One, two, three. Mole. <laughs>
2: That's so, that's so I'm funny. glad I did that one. I'm glad I did that one. You should have seen our faces. <laughs> that was very exciting.
0: All right. So explain to me why both of you like that. Tell me. And what is that? What is that? You said mole.
1: Mole. Mole, yeah. What? Well, we went to a city called Oaxaca, and they have several different kinds. And I had been familiar familiar with mole. Um, it's kind of spicy. Um but I didn't realize there was such an assortment of different kinds. It's so delicious. It's a sauce,
2: it's like typically a brown or a, a, a black sauce. It kind of kind of like a chocolatey, smoky mm. uh, flavor. It was, it's from the Oaxaca region, I believe. Uh, That's where it was invented or where, you know, where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, And they put it on. It's kind of like they soak whatever dish in it. So it can be like, you know, a meat dish or we obviously plant-based. And so it it was kind of like enchiladas, but like soaked in mole.
1: And it is so delicious. I mean, like. Yeah, because it can be sweet. It can be savory. It can be kind of like a soup. It can be so many different ways. And they're all so good. And I had no
2: idea how versatile it was until we went to Oaxaca. I just thought, in my head, it was like this dark kind of chocolatey sauce that was good in the States. But then we had to went to this amazing restaurant that had like a whole tasting of it. And it was just blew, our mind, blew my mind.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. This, this is my, probably my favorite lightning round I've ever done. One of my favorites, definitely.
2: <laughs> oh. this is, this is,
0: these are great answers.
2: Guac- I almost said guacamole because oh, okay. I love it. But that's too... Yeah, everybody know. says. Well, yeah,
0: Everyone said you gotta but be, like, you gotta be a little different. You gotta be a little different. All right, final, final question. Not lightning round. Each of you will have about thirty to forty-five seconds on the clock. I would say this is the last thing you're gonna answer. <laughs> so I'll start with you, Travis. This time, Travis. Oh God. What do you want? Yes. Uh, remaining... I remaining. Like gonna win money. <laughs> The million-dollar question. Here we go. <laughs> I'm like, don't
2: mess this up. Okay.
0: You cannot phone a friend. Um, No. <laughs> All right. Here's your final question for you, Travis, first. What do you want out of this remaining time, however long you have remaining, in Mexico? What do you most want out of this experience? That
2: is such a good question. Wow. Thank you. Um. <laughs> You are good at this. You are good.
1: Um, you should
2: have a podcast. I, I, yeah, you should podcast. <laughs> I want. Uh, the first thing that came to mind is really be fluent in Spanish um, because there are so. My joy in life is hearing people's stories. And I feel s- limited in my access to people's stories because I can't. My Spanish is okay and it's getting better. But. Um, but the, that I think is definitely that's I just I just always want to know like where people came from what, what their story is and um, and so if anything it would be to get better at Spanish so I could hear more people's stories because that's been the favorite my favorite part of our travels
0: so yeah awesome David same question for you closes out.
1: Wow. Um, I guess for me, I kind of in the same vein, but I want to see other people, especially that look like me, create their own story where they're able to leave where they are, where they feel stuck, and can go to a place where they can experience whatever it is they feel like they want to experience. And like Travis was saying, I feel like we're so... We're just so grateful and we feel so privileged to be able to do that. And I really hope that and wish that everybody had that opportunity to to go to a place that they they don't really know and they don't really, you know, it seems scary. But in that you learn so much about who you are as a person. And I wish everyone could could have that moment.
0: that episode with Travis and David. I'm most definitely there. They were just a lot of fun to talk to. Great energy. And they said a lot of great points. Travis in particular mentioned how this idea of paying it forward, such an important point that stayed with me. And I thought about Angel, how can you pay it forward to the people that have treated you with such kindness? How can you pay that forward in your time here in Costa Rica? And I definitely urge all any foreigners are living abroad to think about how they could pay it forward instead of just being grateful for that uh, for that for the kindness of people think about how you could pay that forward as well a very important message and david again mentioned how he wants others to be to be able to experience this because it is, it is a privilege at the end of the day to be able to live abroad it is a privilege not everyone's able to do it so i share that sentiment i i would like others that want to do it of course to do it to experience it and to see what it's like and definitely check out their channel cafe con leche great name <laughs> cafe con leche travels on youtube great content they, they fantastic editing uh, by travis i think they show an authentic way of what it's like to live abroad and it's entertaining at the end of the day, right? That's where you're here listening. That's where you're watching any YouTube videos is to be entertained and they definitely are entertaining. I mean, once a musician was a stand-up comedian, come on, can't get any better than that. And, uh, and last, and most important message, live and let live. It's nice to hear that um, those uh, people in Mexico uh, are accepting of um, people that might be different from them, like obviously Travis and David, who are an interracial gay couple. Um, That's always a a nice thing to hear when people live abroad. And yeah, it would be great if the entire world was um, like that, in my opinion. Um, Accepting of people's way of being and just accepting people as they come and as they are. And yeah, hope you enjoy that one. On next week's episode, I have a guest planned. We have not set a date, but the topic will be around third culture kids. Now, I won't explain what that is now. If you want to look it up, you could. But it's a very interesting um, community. And it, it, it's particularly in relation to people that live abroad. And I'm going to speak to one that considers themselves a third culture kid. And by the definition, they are. And it's, a very, it's going to be, I think it's going to be very interesting, very engaging. One topic I'm very interested in about uh, living abroad is a is, uh, third culture kids, also known as TCKs. So look forward to that one coming the following week but yeah as always if you like what you hear please leave a review on our podcast follow me on spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms see you next week this is element color abroad peace